Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to TC Live on a Thursday night in Cincinnati. We are presented by our friends at Cadillac. Big names in action at the Western and Southern Open. As we are counting down the days until the year's final major, here's what's coming up. As if battling each other wasn't enough, Carlos Alcaraz and Tommy Paul fought the elements in a three-set thriller for a spot in the quarterfinals. Plus, going for the elusive Canada Cincy Double. Top-ranked American Jesse Pagula puts her six-match win streak on the line. And with Alcaraz and Gallimore face both on court today, you won't believe who beat them out for the hot shot of the day. Andy Roddick is going to be stunned. Come on into our studios here in Santa Monica, California. Great to have you with us, as always, on TC Live. Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin. We got the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick over on the big screen. Simply put, Andy, tell us what 19-0 and means to you yeah i don't know those are numbers i mean novak's record against gail Monfils can almost legally drink steve in this country so uh <laughs> it, but listen uh joke jokes aside it's no fault of uh, Monfils's. uh it was clinical tonight from novak i mean just sharp start to finish and i'm continually amazed how novak can kind of stop and start his seasons right the last we've seen the last three or four or five seasons and just kind of instantly pick up uh right where he left off he makes it look way easier than it actually is. Uh, he struck the ball beautifully tonight. Yeah, you know, it's tough when you have a matchup like that where you're almost out of the match before you even start. And you look at the skill set of Novak Djokovic, his ability, you know, to play discipline, control tennis, the speed, the movement around the court. He can match up with Monfils in all those areas, but he's got another gear to go to. And it's just a tough matchup at the end of the day. Hopefully Monfils stays healthy because it's been a joy to watch him play, watch him go to work. Mm -hmm. uh, but this matchup is, is a tough one. As Jim Courier said, uh, a badge of honor to play Novak Djokovic that many times certainly would have loved to get a victory we'll have the complete highlights coming up later on the show but we begin with the huge rematch from canada tommy paul got the biggest win of his career a week ago in toronto taking out world number one carlos alcaraz in the quarterfinals the last american to beat a world number one in the same month back-to-back -back tournaments was john McEnroe. now something about when these two play andy they really bring out the best in each other first set would go to a tie break yeah, and we thought this was going to be another tough one for, for the old Chuckster Alcaraz. Didn't play his best in his first match here against Jordan Thompson, but that's starting to trend in the right direction. Tommy Paul having a tough time serving that one out. And then the athleticism that these guys shoot, show for three-plus hours uh, interrupted with some rain along the way. But listen, this is one we haven't seen in the last couple of weeks where you hold him, you freeze your opponent, and then he makes that look way easier. That's so tough. He does this little footwork thing, sets the racket. You think he's taking a huge cut at it, and it comes right underneath the best drop shot I've ever seen uh, in my lifetime, Steve. Uh, and then it was passing. Tommy Paul making him come up with the passing shot time after time. Uh, it was just so much fun to watch uh, these two battle. The speed 
the athleticism, the fact that they were just going after each other. That's the ball that worked for Tommy Paul last week. That forehand to the forehand, open up, create space to the backhand side. It's a two-shot pattern that worked well last week or worked well today. And you're going to say, hey, how is Carlos Alcaraz going to do it in the third set? Not playing as well as he has. Can he turn that around? Let's just throw uh, something else into the equation. The rain. Is he going to get back? Is Tommy Paul going to hold it? At least make Carlos Alcaraz serve it out after this rain delay. Well, Chucky, too good today, but heck of an effort by Tommy Paul. Great couple of weeks. He has to feel fantastic about the way that he's playing in the U.S. Open. Chucks are trending in the right direction. Revenge served up with Skyline Chili for Alcaraz in Cincinnati. After the match, he wrote on Twitter, a lot of cabeza, corazon, cojones, and a little rainstorm. <laughs> no more rain. We're into the quarterfinals, taking a look at the match stats, and you can see how well Carlos Alcaraz was doing on Tommy Paul's serve, generating 23 breakpoint opportunities and converting on six of those. Chanda, aside from all that, what do you think was the biggest difference for Alcaraz to get the win this week after losing last week? You know, I think part of it was just accepting the challenge that Tommy Paul presents. And there are certain matches, certain matchups that make you better as a player. And you would figure, okay, for Tommy Paul, absolutely, this is a match that will make him better where, you know, he can figure out where he is against the field, against the best in the world, and even build on that. But I think this is going to make Alcaraz better as well. This type of tough, gritty opponent that can match up so well against him. He's got to figure out other ways to win. He's got to stay the course. He's got to come back after losing some opportunities and so I think as, as Andy said maybe this is part of his trending in the right direction just getting a little bit better going into the U.S. Open this is a confidence boosting match because of how tough it's been for Alcaraz yeah and I, I thought he was just a touch more patient out there to, to today Steve you know last week when Tommy Paul kind of had him under the gun was applying the pressure the, the Chuckster went full Chuckster mode and just started trying to hit winners on, on every ball, was maybe forcing drop shots when they weren't there. Today, I feel like he kind of almost dialed it back, found his footing, started making a bunch of balls, made Tommy Paul play and try to finish at net, and then found the nice mix in the third set. He kind of had that give and take, which we hadn't seen the last couple of weeks. So it feels like he's kind of rounding into form and opportunity knocking. He has a nice draw to get to the final and uh, potentially a rematch with Novak of the Wimbledon final. Yeah, he's got Max Purcell next who beat Stan Wawrinka. Would love to see another match between Tommy Paul and Carlos Alcaraz. Best three to five at the U.S. Open. Yep. We'll see if we get that. But earlier today, we had the 16th meeting between Alexander Zverev and Daniil Medvedev, Andy. The Russian has won the last four. But as we saw with Alcaraz, today is the day for revenge. And listen, you don't equate Alex Zverev with these feathery lob. What a time for it. Uh, there in the first set and he likes it here in Cincinnati former champion here he likes the quicker conditions he's been rounding in the form uh, played great at Roland Garros uh, took a weird loss to Davidovich Bokina last week it was pretty quick I think one and two uh, something like that but this has been a bit of a tough matchup for Zverev recently has lost some tough ones lost a really close one in Indian Wells Another close one in Rome, where Medvedev all of a sudden decided that uh, he was not a hardcourt specialist, but a clay court specialist. But coming up with the goods when the chips are down against in a matchup that hasn't been great. You can see the relief on his face there uh, to his team. A well-earned win in a matchup where he really needed one. It's his first top 10 win of the year. The 2021 champ has now won his last eight matches in Cincinnati. Meantime, Jesse Pagula 
has won her last six matches overall, Chanda, coming off the title in Montreal. No woman has ever gone back-to-back -back and taken the title in Cincy. Marie Boscova looking to keep it that way. Yeah, and you talk about all the matches that Pagula has won and the title that she's coming off of, and it was a tough day just to get the energy, maybe a little tired, a little tough for her transitioning to conditions here compared uh, to Canada. And Boscova, she is such a tough out, and she got that first set under her belt. She gained some confidence. You know, she's played Pagula tight in a previous matchup, so had some, I think, belief from that as well. And in the end, a pretty one-sided second set. Good chance for Pagula to get some rest and for Boskova she's moving on with a big opportunity. Yeah, Boskova's won her last three matches against top five players. Uh, first time in more than a decade we had two teenagers playing at this stage of 1,000 level event. She had a Coco Golf proving she still has way more experience than Linda Nuskova. Uh, the first set, it was interesting. It was littered with breaks of serve but it was Golf who finally started finding her serve a little bit more, started getting a little more confident. And that experience you mentioned, that came into play. She's been aggressive in big moments. That helped her work through that first set. And once she got the first set tucked away, she relaxed even more, started opening up the shoulders, swinging out, hitting forehand winners like that, and just stepping inside the court. I mean, we're not seeing golf giving up ground like she used to in just defending. She is looking to transition, move inside the court, and take it to her opponents. And that has been terrific to see and it was the way she needed to get through this match pretty straightforward in the end like lovely the band broken Naskova didn't hold serve a single time Coco's won eight of her last nine matches the world number one in action Iga Sviantek looking for her fourth straight win against Zhang Qinwen uh, but two of those previous matches went the distance Jen yeah I mean, Zhang she is tough and she hits the ball big she gives Sviantek some challenges uh, in these matchups and she did in the first set winning it 6-3 the error from Sviantek but what Sviantek has done so well and did in this match was she reset she didn't panic. She started putting information into the computer, and she was able to turn the tables. They're coming in inside the court, using the forehand to get in better position. And that is maybe an area of Sviantek's game that she can throw in even more often. But it was what she needed in this matchup. Once she was able to get her nose out in front in that third set, you could see her relax even more. She's such a terrific front runner. And in the end, just too much power along with the consistency she needed, so got it done in three sets. It's her 60th career win at WTA 1000 events, but addressed some off-court issues after the match. Well, for sure, today's match wasn't perfect, and um, we all saw that, but the amount of hate and criticism that me and my team get after, you know, even losing a set is just ridiculous, and I want to kind of encourage people to um, be more thoughtful when they comment on the internet. So yeah, I wanted to just kind of encourage people on, on the internet <laughs> to um, be more positive and also see the positive side of what we're doing. World number one begins her press conference with a prepared speech after a victory. You, you pay attention to that, Andy. What was your reaction to hearing what Iga had to say? I was surprised. I hope it works. Uh, you know, believe it or not, the Internet doesn't always do what you tell them to do, uh, unfortunately. But uh, if I'm in Fiontech's camp, I'm going, hey, let the losers and the trolls on on the Internet say what they want. You're the number one player in the world. You have four grand slams to your name. You've been a dominant force uh, in the in the game, in the women's in the women's game. And listen, if people want to judge you against your own shadow and your own the, the, the your own kind of best version of yourself every day, take that as a compliment. Igor Fiontech doesn't need to be responding to uh, Internet trolls.
Yeah, you know, it's always a tough situation when you look at everything these players are going through, and especially somebody who's sitting where Sviantec is sitting, and the last thing you want is more pressure piled on, especially when you are winning so many matches. I mean, she's won in the world. What more do people want out there? Uh, so it's unfortunate when she has to address this in a press conference, but, you know, hopefully she can also, hopefully it does work, but hopefully she can also find ways to maybe block some of that out, maybe not be on social media as much, you know, maybe not read so much of the press, maybe have some of um, her team insulate her a little bit more from that, but it is unfortunate because, I mean, she's at the top of the, the heap, and where else is there to go? Right. <laughs> you know, no, I mean, sets. I do like that she uses her platform to kind of put a spotlight on these issues that all players are going through, not just Iga Sviantec, but at the end of the day, Andy, we know haters are going to hate, right? I mean, but, it, but if you're not at the top, they're not hating you. So it, it's all good. If you're at the top, hopefully, though, uh, things kind of settle down online and and Iga can go about her business on court. We'll talk about her matchup in the quarterfinals coming up later on TC Live. Plus, one of our Hall of Fame colleagues is having a birthday today. I'll give you a hint. They won multiple majors, were number one in the world, and just a spectacular human. I, I guess that doesn't narrow it down for you. Find out who later in the show. TC Live is presented by Cadillac. Be iconic. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back. Snap on this QR code on your screen. It is time for our TennisPoint.com gear spotlight, and we are focusing on this head MP speed racket. For players with a fast game, the head MP speed racket provides control, maneuverability, and easier handling, and it has enlarged power grommets to maximize string movement for increased power plus None other than Novak Djokovic uses this head MP speed racket. So shop now with this QR code on your screen or at tennispoint.com. We got it. We got it right here. Speed racket. Speed MP. It, even, it says speed. It's got an S, so it's like built for me and Serena and Sam and whoever else is out there. How, Chanda, how can, how can I get more speed on my, on my shots? Got to practice, Steve. Yes, you right. practice. it's all about practice. You got to get your legs into it. But yeah. yes, the racket helps. Okay. But, you know, does Novak Djokovic play with that? I didn't know that. He plays with this. Yeah. I may need to try it. Speed. You're gonna. Yeah. I may need to. Okay, Andy. Maybe. Advice on a, on a racket that gives extra speed. How about well, power grommets? I've never heard that before. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is, Steve. But all I know is that if it, if it's if it's good enough for Novak, I would probably do it a disservice with the way my game is in shambles these days. But hey, listen, Novak knows how to use the right way. It's beautiful too. I like the coloring. It's very pretty, right? Yeah. It's if nothing pretty. else, you're gonna look great on court. But you know, Speed we got to work on your backhand, though, Steve. Your forehand's perfect. What? Yeah. You've, you've hit with me. You know the it's the exact opposite of that. No, we can keep because you got to work on your strengths. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pick of the day results. Uh, good thing you only put five on Sloan yesterday. Yeah. But it was a tough matchup. You know, I think she's in the right direction, Sloan. So, you know, a lot of pauses I think she can take from the last couple of weeks. But we got to move on. Okay. Negative. What do we have today? Slash it. Are we going now, five or ten? Now we're, we're going ten. Okay. Hercotch. He's bombing the serve. I think this is a good matchup against Popperin. You know, of course, 
you can't win a lot of money with him because, you know, he's the favorite. So, yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Which, he can hope for him to beat Popper, and that's for 2 0 head to head, 4 0 in sets. So, yeah. a good, good call right there. Uh, still to come, Novak Djokovic. He says he wants all the records. Tonight, he can collect some very unique history against Gael Monfils. We will tell you all about it. For a special Bloomberg update for Tennis Channel, it was a rough day for stocks in Thursday's Wall Street session. The Dow, the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq all fell for a third day in a row for the S&P 500. It was the worst three days going back to March, so the selling pressure continues. This is typical to August. Seasonally, August is rough for stocks. A lot of times because of the low volume, sellers can step up and take indexes down. In fact, we are heading to the S&P 500's worst month of 2023. In New York, Abigail Doolittle, Bloomberg News. Don't like to hear that, Abigail. All right. We head back to Cincinnati. Maybe maybe some better news on the tennis court. Arena Sabalenka, Daria Kazakina. Three separate rain delays in this one, Chanda, but only two sets. Yeah, this was, as a number of days has been, it's been about who can stay mentally tough through some of the stops and starts and the uncertainty. But Sabalenka, she came out firing. And, and this was a nice matchup for her in terms of the rhythm. She got a lot of balls where she could step in uh, and use the forehand, control the middle of the court. She was consistent when she needed to be, putting a little air under that last backhand and then going into the open court when she had her opportunities. This was a nice controlled match from Sabalenka, and it was perfect timing to get through in a simple fashion as possible on a day like today. It's able to get it done in straight sets against a player who can pose some problems, can, you know, just be annoying out there and Sabalink able to take care of business. Sets up an exciting quarterfinal against Ange a couple of top five players. Well, no one beats Vitas Carolina 17 times in a row, but Gal Monfils cannot say the same. Monfils coming into tonight's match with Novak Djokovic 0 for 18. Tied with Rafa Nadal over Richard Gasquet as the most wins against a single opponent without a loss. And Djokovic going for that record already holds the most Masters title. How about this? 38 smiley faces, Andy. That equals 38 Masters titles for Djokovic. That's just an absurd number like a lot of uh, Novak's <laughs> career at this point. And I, I, I had a lot of sympathy for Gail Monfils tonight because he was playing great. He deserves so much credit. I mean, what are you going to do against that? The guy's outside the alley and paints the line uh, with the winner. It had to be over 90 miles an hour. It's just it's just hard. I had so much sympathy. I had a terrible matchup in my own right against Roger. And I, you, you try to problem solve as much as you can. And sometimes matchups are just brutal. Uh, Mumphy should be given a ton of credit for the way that he's come back. Winning matches last week in Canada. Doing it again, beating quality players. Uh, this week in Cincinnati, but Novak was just absolutely on point. One little hiccup at 5-0 trying to serve it out, but uh, right of the ship found someone to be upset with still. Uh, <laughs> looking at the crowd, but was just point-to-point -point phenomenal match from uh, from Novak tonight. Bell will always have the Italian futures back in 2004. Here is the draw. Nine, oh, oh for 19, though. <laughs> Tour level. That, that's, that's a big number. Richard Gasquet. Popping open a bottle of champagne tonight. He is no longer tied for the worst. Uh, Fritz and Djokovic coming up next. We got Zverev, Manorino, Popper, and Hercotch, and Carlos Alcaraz taking on Max Purcell as we enter the social net and wish a very happy birthday to our friend, Hall of Famer, four time major champion, all around great human, Jim Courier. Happy birthday, Jim. Shanda, what, what, what's your uh, favorite Jim story or, or, or moment? 
with Mr. Courier. I mean, there are so many of them. I mean, one of my favorites is how uh, I was playing one of the longest matches at the Australian Open against Arancha Sanchez, and it was Jim and Andre waiting to play, and we kept them waiting hour after hour <laughs> after hour. Um, and he was very gracious about it in the end. This is like a big match. They didn't want to see us. They wanted to see them. But Jim, always such a, a class act and definitely want to wish him a very happy birthday. He's on the East Coast, right? So he's got, what, a half hour left in his birthday. Hopefully he's got a nice glass of wine mm. or maybe some vodka. Some Grater's yeah, ice cream. Whatever works. <laughs> you know, that's what you do in Cincinnati. Andy, All of them. Andy, what's your, what's your best Jim story? Well, I was actually at this match that we're watching him run around, and that was Dallas-Fort Worth after they won the, the Davis Cup back in 1992. I was, uh, I think I was nine years old. Uh, I think it was possibly the greatest Davis Cup team ever with Jim, Andre. Uh, the doubles team was the two guys that didn't get the single spots, guys named McEnroe and Sampras, if you can believe that, didn't crack <laughs> the singles lineup. So it was just absurd. But one of the one of the greatest friendships uh, of my life is someone who I idolized when I was a kid. We didn't really cross over on tour, um, but I've gotten to spend so much time and shared experience with Jim over the years, and uh, he's just the best. Yeah, so grateful to have Jim as part of our Tennis Channel family. And uh, oh, okay. if, if we wondered where Mackie McDonald got that, you know, chest inspiration in Vanity Fair, potentially Jim Courier. You all are so messy over here. I tell you, so messy. Now, that, that got us to, you know, uh, That's thinking. unnecessary. There's no context needed. This is unnecessary. I get it, Jim's buff. We're not. Let's move on. Happy birthday, Jim. That is a buff, Jim Courier. And also, apparently, very uh, skilled at the drums. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a rock yeah. star. He wears, like, I mean, all black. Like, okay. The dude is... is he's a rock star. He is. Yeah. He's, he's a smooth character, that's for sure. Happy birthday, Jim. Our Cadillac tournament summary, Marquetta Vondrosova getting past Sloane Stevens. She is on a nice little run right now, the Wimbledon champ. Max Purcell and Alexi Poprin, a couple of unseated Aussies making the final eight in Cincy. And four of 16 singles matches end in retirement as we are leading in to the U.S. Open. Are we going to get another shot of Andy with the shirt? No? Okay. Back after this. Easy. <laughs>
Zhang did win a set against Iga today because she is a big hitter. She just couldn't keep it up. Iga was just a bit too strong. I think the way Marquette has been playing in that last match against Sloan, I think she's got a great shot at this upset. Ooh, possible upset. It's going to be an exciting quarterfinal Friday here in Cincinnati. All right, it is our FanDuel match preview. Iga Sviantek, the heavy favorite to win this one, minus 365. So you got to bet $365 to win 100 for her to win. Right now, customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. As Danny mentioned, we've got the winner of Roland Garros against the winner of Wimbledon playing on a hard court in Cincinnati. They've met one time before, but that was three years ago. It was at Roland Garros. Different situation here. Who do you like in this match? I probably would still lean uh, Sviantek. I think, you know, the lefty spins, the angles that Vondrosova is so good at creating, I think Sviantek will be able to counter it. Um, but I think it'll be an interesting test because she can also throw in the slice. She can, you know, maybe bring Iga Sviantek in on her terms. Maybe that gives her uh, the best chance. But it, it'll be interesting to see the serve as well. Sviantek's been stepping in. Vondrosova's got to serve well and not throw in a lot of second serves. But I still would pick Iga mm. in that matchup. Okay, Andy, coming off of the matches we just saw, where obviously Iga lost a set and Vondrosova took out an informed Sloane Stevens, who do you like? Yeah, I have a hard time betting against Iga Sviantek in kind of any matchup that's not on grass, uh, frankly speaking. Um, you know, but one thing to check for early is that Vondrosova, that leftiness, is Iga's going to have to adjust her positioning on the court, take maybe a, a half step or a, or, a, or a full step to the left. And then if Von Drobozova can recognize that and uh, bleed Iga line, right, with that forehand up the line early to kind of make her honest with her positioning, uh, see how that battle goes, or will Iga be able to stick that backhand deep in the court and kind of pin Von Drobozova a little bit? This is just one of a plethora of amazing matchups coming up quarterfinal Friday. For Andy Roddick, Chanda Rubin, our entire team, I'm Steve Weisman. Thank you so much for watching another edition of TC Live. Our coverage from the Western and Southern Open continues after this.